the volume. Hey, it's the sessions presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long, baby. And when you win, you get paid real fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Such a cool feature. And you can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay to try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So download the FanDuel app today and start making every moment more. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. I should have said that a little bit more energetically, I know, and I apologize. But I want to know, what day do you listen to the sessions? Do you listen the day that it drops or do you like to listen in bits and pieces throughout the week and then you finish it by the weekend? Let us know. Tweet the boss at Renee Paquette. Let her know. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the sessions with Renee Paquette. My name is Emilio Sparks. I produce this thing. You know, these are the thoughts that go through your mind when you just hit record on your recording equipment and you work without a net. Don't you like that type of organicness? Like just this. I don't know, organic conversation that just happens in real time that you and I get to have a conversation right now. Did you do the thing you were supposed to do this week? How was work? If you have children, how are they? If you have a significant other, how is that person? Did you enjoy Valentine's Day? Did you go to dinner? Was it a surf and turf night? What type of platitude did you write on a card? What are your plans for the weekend? Whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing it with ease and grace. The weekend's almost here. We're going to tough it out together. I'm here with you. The boss is here with you. We're here. We're in your ear holes. Metaphorically, we are your support blanket. So we're wrapping our arms around you right now. Let's let's all take a collective sigh of relief right now. Ready? <sighs> all right. So. You're going to hear the golden tones of the boss, and I like to refer to her as the boss. Um, But today, the boss has on BKFC cruiserweight and light heavyweight champion, Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt. You can stream BKFC's Knuckle Mania 3 on Fight TV and watch Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt take on Mike Richmond for the BKFC World Light Heavyweight Championship. So... If you don't know who Lorenzo Hunt is, you're in for a treat because it's the boss and it's the juggernaut having a conversation in your ear holes right now. Here we go, Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt. 
joining me here on the sessions. I'm super pumped to have you on. Huge fight coming up for you February 17th uh, with BKFC Knuckle Mania light heavyweight unification bout. You guys are the main event. You versus Mike Richmond. Talk to me about this fight, how it came together. Talk a little shit on Mike Richmond. Give me all the goods. I was the number one contender for the cruiserweight. I also had the best record as the light heavyweight. So there's just a lot of drama in the BKFC during my rise to power. Mike Richmond was actually never on my radar. There was like six guys that I had to beat up. And then all of a sudden I started reading all this crazy stuff about, you know, Mike Richmond maybe being the only guy that can take me out. I thought it was silly. Honestly, he came from a different weight class. I'm the bigger, stronger guy. I have more experience, more knockouts. I didn't think it was real, but you know, in the entertainment business, when the fans want something, fans get it, you know, they demand it. And all of a sudden, after I beat Joe Riggs and defended my 185 belt, and then I became the double world champ by knocking out Quentin Henry in his hometown, the fans wanted to see me and Mike Richmond. And he gets to chirp in online and next thing you know, craziness. Okay, that being said, talk to me about what happened at the press conference recently, like just a couple weeks ago, because you guys got into it, got a little bit scrappy during that press conference. What happened? I'm me. I'm going to be me anywhere I'm at. I'm, I'm the most dangerous fighter in the most dangerous sport in the world right now. When it was my turn to talk and I was telling the crowd, you know, why I'm the champ and what Mike Richmond has to deal with, he did not like it. When I took my shirt off, he got irate. It was almost a little bit of like a man crush type of thing. Like, oh, oh you're beautiful. <laughs> and I'm not a shy person, especially not in front of the cameras. You know, you will not embarrass me. You will be embarrassed if you try me. And he tried me. I said to him, I said, you can't be that stupid that you would run up and try to intimidate the double world champion for bare knuckle boxing. He said, I would slap you in your mouth. Honestly, I don't remember anything else. Did you like black out in rage? My hand just reached over my mouth like somebody said slap. So I started slapping. Slap who? Slap me? I haven't been slapped. I was 14. The difference of disrespect to being punched versus being slapped are like very different vibes. It's so different that the thought of you slapping me got you slapped. Like, just saying that out of your mouth, just a declar that was a declaration of war. How much have you been thinking about that since it happened to kind of keep that fuel burning leading into February 17th? Honestly, I don't need that. I'm a technician. You ever seen the guys that lay the bricks for the patio? They're so masterful. They're so artful. You can ask them questions. You can bring them sprite. Their hands are still working. I don't have to be upset. I don't have to be mad at you to do my job you know i'm very very good at it and that's why i'm the champ what is your perfect uh, headspace going into a fight then if you don't need that rage to kind of fuel you does it change fight to fight when you're walking out and your music hits and it's time to go how do you want to feel prepared i um push myself nearly off a cliff i don't need anyone behind me screaming or yelling at me or telling me to go, go, go. There's no one can push me harder or faster than me. So when I have a good camp and I have time to myself to figure out my strategy and to push myself and to test my heart, I come to the fight. It's easy. The work has already been done. 
I've defeated myself so many times that I know you can't beat me. It's an internal fight. So the work that's being done, you have been training in Puerto Rico. How has this camp been? Has it been different from previous camps? What's going on? I love Puerto Rico, especially Manabo, Puerto Rico, up here in the mountains with Elvin Brito. The moisture in the air is so thick that when I'm working out, it's like drowning. Every day I'm sweating it out. Every day I'm grinding. Every day I literally have to cut weight for these fights. I'm the cruiserweight champ. So I walk around at about 225, which means I cut nearly 30 pounds in 30 days. That type of discipline, that type of dedication, that type of diet, that type of full-time commitment propels me through the fight. And it's the easiest part of the entire show. What does the celebration look like for you? Um, and are you going right back to Puerto Rico? The fight's in Albuquerque. Do you go back to Puerto Rico? Where do you go? Because I want to know what the food scene looks like. I'm going to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to fall in Miranda's arms and sometimes I cry. And my celebration looks different than other people. I don't drink. I'm not really a big party guy. But when I can just put all of this down and I can just go home and work on my cars and play with my kids and just let it go, that's a celebration in itself. Celebration to me in my in my head is like a, a, a kid's birthday party. All the kids <laughs> out candles and cupcakes and everybody's jumping on the trampoline and balloons. My kids will be celebrating for me. Why bare knuckle? Talk to me about the difference. Uh, I mean, you are obviously a technician at what you do, um, but with bare knuckle fighting, talk to me about the differences of that in traditional boxing and what that feels like and how the preparation is different. For me, it isn't different. And I can't really speak to anyone else and uh, everyone else, you know, they have their different ideologies and philosophies about fighting. But me, I don't. Um, if you for me or go to touch me or go to hurt me or go to poke me in the eye, I'll move. It doesn't matter if you have a boxing glove on, I'll move. If you have an oven mitt on, I'll move. So if you don't have any gloves on, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to move. I just train my reflexes. I want to be the smoothest, most intelligent most specific me that I can be. I'll fine tune myself. I'll fine tune my skills and my reflexes are fast and you can't touch me. So when I hit you, it's over. How do you sharpen your reflexes? What kind of, what kind of exercises and routines do you go through to, to stay cat-like? I'm different. So a lot of them are very, very different. Like what? I'm an avid juggler. People don't know I can juggle. What? Yeah, I can juggle like a like a circus clown. We play basketball a lot. I, you know, do boxing, reflexing drills. We spar a lot. Um, football, you know, anything that is hyperkinetic. It's all about hand movements, combinations, confidence in your body brain connection. Once I achieve that and lose weight, it's like being a dancer. So you see a ballerina, she's been in there kicking butt on her twinkle toes for, for months. When she does what she does, it just looks like magic. You don't see the time that she put in. When I do what I do, it literally looks like magic. I agreed. I was watching some highlight reels as I was like preparing for this. Me and my, my husband, he's a professional wrestler. We're watching it. We're like, oh my God, look at this guy. Go. Like you are so locked in on what you're doing. And I can tell right now, obviously, you're laser focused on this fight and seems like you are just ready to go. Where does your work ethic come from to stay this dialed in all the time? So my mother and father, 
are two of the hardest working people on the planet. I've never seen a team like that. Never seen a dream team. I've never seen it repeated. My mother and father have been together for 40, 42, 43 years. They can read each other's minds. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like they're, they're in sequence. They're the perfect little team. And I watched them do that for years and years and years. And I just, no excuses. My father never made an excuse for nothing. My mother never made an excuse. You know what I mean? She worked late sometimes. Sometimes my dad didn't do so well. My mom worked 18 hours. Sometimes my dad did great and my mom went to college. It was never a complaint. And I don't complain. Uh, this morning I ran eight miles uh, up Mount Lapica. Um, I've already swam today. I'm in a coliseum right now, um, helping out with uh, setting up the boxing matches tonight. I don't believe in not showing up for work, period. I respect the hell out of that. Totally respect the hell out of it. And obviously it's paying off in dividends that you're double champ. You're out there doing it. You've got another fight ahead of you. When you step away, though, when you are not in the ring, you're not in training camp. How do you switch from the juggernaut into being Lorenzo, being dad, being boyfriend? Like, how do you how do you kind of strike the balance between those two? I don't have to switch. This is me. My opponents that have been my multiple opponents problems. They think that I'm acting. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not acting as real as it gets and realize it until it's too late. He's not faking. He's not dressed as a type. It's not a paper title. Sky is a real thing. Turn every Thursday into payday with TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel is giving all customers $10 in bonus bets every Thursday. Just bet a $10 or more same game parlay on any NBA on TNT game. Same game parlays let you combine the money line, point spread, player props, and more all into one wager. It's so freaking cool. So start building your own or just bet a popular same game parlay already made for you in America's number one sports book. And win or lose, you're guaranteed to get $10 added to your account. If you're new to FanDuel, just sign up with the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Get $10 back every Thursday, win or lose, with TNT Thursdays. Exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Bonuses issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Tell me about the first fight that you ever got in. Whether good, bad, schoolyard fight. What was the first time you got in a scuffle and you're like, ooh, I kind of like this? I don't remember. Um, I never liked fighting, ever. I still don't. But I'll say the oldest 
fight that I really remember. I used to live in a really, really tough part of town in Cleveland, Ohio. I used to go to Wade Park Elementary and there was a kid that had casts on his arms and he used to bully everybody. He would beat them up with his cast. I don't remember my first fight, but I remember my first win. I fought that guy and I'm uber confident not so much in my ability to fight, but in my hard work and my work ethic and my ability to train. So it just translates over. But I've never liked fighting. Okay, so how did you get pulled into this sport? If fighting is not something that you love to do, how do you how do you have such a love for what you do? I had behavior issues as a child. Super energetic, super busy, just bothersome, just always getting into something, just always getting, you know, kicked up the butt for being bad. And uh, my father took it upon himself to teach me martial arts. And uh, I just grew up as a martial artist. And that became my center. That became my calm. That became a part of my identity. I'm karate kid, so to speak. But being, like I said, hyperkinetic, hyperenergetic, I'm really good. Like Like I could flip and jump and twist and control my body really, really well. That turned into self defense and, um, I kind of got draped into fighting. I was doing, I was teaching uh, uh, women's self-defense in St. Augustine um, outside the college. And uh, the girls signed me up for a, for a charity event. If you look it up online, it's uh, the Rumble in the Ancient City. It was my first ever amateur MMA fight. It was a charity event for the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. And I was fighting a uh, black belt, a dangerous guy. And it was for charity and I was teaching self-defense, so I couldn't turn it down. And I backed this guy's brains out. And it was viral and it was in the newspaper. And it was like, Lorenzo Hunter's on the scene. I literally went town to town doing these charity events. No money, no anything, just recognition. After about nine or 10 knockouts, guys were offering me money to fight. It just happened. It was purely organic. I never was like, I want to be an MMA fighter. I want to be the baddest guy alive. No, that was not the I was perfectly fine in my little town teaching martial arts and driving a tow truck. I had no aspirations to be a a mixed martial artist or a bare knuckle boxer. And I just fell into it. Okay. So now, I mean, looking at that all in hindsight, here you are with BKFC, uh, a nine in one record. Are you the, are you the winningest fighter in BKFC? Is that true? Most wins in bare knuckle uh, in BKFC history. I have the most knockouts in BKFC history. I am the most dominant fighter in bare knuckle world. Okay, so this fight coming up, uh, February 17th, you're taking on Mike Richmond. What can we expect from this? What do you expect to happen in this fight? How long do you see you guys going? You going into the weeds or it's going to be a quick finish? I have no idea. Honestly, um, I'm a defense technician and guys kind of put their self in poison positions with me. They'll either come too hard and get hurt or they'll be too lax and I'll pick them apart and win just by being a better fighter. I like to let the fight create itself. And I know that's weird, but I don't really come in with the preordained plan because it moves. It's organic. It's motion. It's water. It's wind. It's fire. It has a life of its own. And from the time I step to the inside the ring until he starts moving, He's teaching me what he's good at, but he's also teaching me what he's not good at. 
And as I begin to learn and I begin to process his strengths and his weaknesses, then I begin to expose his weaknesses and avoid his strengths. And the fight becomes something that neither one of us could have predicted. So I don't make predictions. How important is your corner during all of this? I mean, it's one thing for you to step in there to be making these assessments, but obviously it's crucial for you to trust the guys in your corner to maybe pick up on things that you're not seeing while you're in the eye of the storm. Talk to me about your team. My corners, they don't treat me like that. We're psychics. They're working it brain-wise. They're just there just to watch. When I come to the corner, they don't start yelling and barking at me and telling me what to do. They ask me questions to check what I think, because that's what's most important, what I see. So when I come to the corner, it's more like, hey, what you see, champ? How do you feel? What you thinking? Did that strategy work out for you? So when I come to the corner, they're more so helping me put the game plan together by making me say it. I saw this. I saw that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is what's next. And they say, yeah, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, back it up. You got three people yelling different stuff at you. You know, it works more like that. And that's my dad. You know, we've done so much work that I can read his mind. He can read mine. Is your dad in your corner? My dad's in my corner. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. We got a great team. Yeah, you guys are locked and loaded, ready to go. Do you feel the pressure of being the company man? I mean, I feel here you are the two-time champion, most winningest uh, record in BKFC. You're out here. You're doing the press. You're that guy. You have that charisma and that spotlight on you. Do you feel sort of that responsibility, the responsibility to to rise to the occasion and really like represent the company well and, and do all those things? It was so hard to get to this point. I did so much work to get to this point. I've mastered so many aspects of advertising and presenting myself and speaking to the press and doing all these little extra things. Um, my charity speaks for itself. Uh, my personality speaks for itself. Take pictures with everybody. It's not hard for me to do those things. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to try. Everywhere I go, people recognize me, the juggernaut, the champ. They say, oh, the BKFC champ, the bare knuckle guy. Where did you get the juggernaut from? Is this an X-Men reference? Where is it from? It's actually not um, when I would play football or when I would do anything. Uh, they always had names for me. Um, they used to call me the Red Ranger, too. <laughs> okay. I didn't like the Power Ranger reference. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, when, when I run, I, I kind of lean my head forward and run like I'm falling. So they used to say, you know, he runs like he's running downhill. And, 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 and they make jokes. They say, you know, if you fall, you're dead. So I just uh, I just rolled with it. Um, um, in my first fight, when they asked me my nickname, the first fight they just said, you know, hey, what's your name, Lorenzo Hunt? They're like, hey, well, what's your nickname? And I was just like, uh, Juggernaut. The Juggernaut's not the Red Ranger, and it's not downhill. <laughs> Juggernaut's good. It's strong. It's powerful. You can't really miss with that one. It certainly fits the bill. Um, Before I let you go, I wanted to talk to you about a couple other people who kind of circle in around your world. Um, So for people that don't know, your girlfriend, Miranda, is one of the head makeup artists at AEW. She hooked us up to do this interview. So she has been able to work with Paige Van Sant. How do you feel about that open door between professional wrestling and and bare knuckle fighting? It actually worked out perfect. And like I said, most things with me, um, I like to let them float and I like to float with them. I actually met her and her and her um, boyfriend at Knucklemania uh, fought Rob Morrow. She fought Britton Hart. 
and um, super friendly, super professional, just nice people. And then I met him again at the Social Guns, and we even talked about working together, doing some um, training. So for her to go over to AEW when I was already there every week, uh, just being supportive and loving and just trying to have her in her back, then to see people popping over from bare knuckle. And then the wrestling fans really liked me too. Well, more so the wrestlers. They like me. They're like, holy shit, bare knuckle. They're like, let's take the bare knuckle chat with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they just invited me in with open arms. Uh, Britt Baker, Jade, oh, oh Sammy. Oh, oh, my God. They just love me. And <laughs> when they see me, it's like, you know, I'm family. And uh, definitely have Miranda to thanks for that because I know it's just love that they have for her that, that blankets. For sure. Would you ever consider stepping into a wrestling ring? I mean, you said you're here. You've got the juggling down. You can walk on your hands. You've got the entertainment aspect down. When I watch it, I'm amazed, right? And I can do that stuff. Except don't think I can let them slam me. Okay, okay. Because if they slam me, I'm probably going to go back to bed, <laughs> like right off the rip. I watched Jericho get slammed like 40 times and I'm thinking to myself oh my back oh my back oh my back oh no I don't, I don't think I can do it the hardest working hardest trained of, oh my god I don't think I can do it it's a lot it's a lot but hey at least you've already got that one foot in the door I mean come hang out who knows who knows what could happen I'm telling you, a slam would just break my heart. I'm so used to landing on my feet. I feel like it would be really hard for you, too, to not follow through on a strike. Yeah, I'm controlled enough to not hurt people when I'm training. But after a slam, Coming I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Hobbs uh, slam a guy and, and he didn't move anymore. And I was like, well. That's over. I couldn't let him do it to me. Yeah. No, nah, there is no way. He's going to try to slam me. We'll be stuck there. We'll be stuck there. <laughs> Stalemate. <laughs> that is that. Fantastic. Um, okay, so fight is coming up February 17th in Albuquerque. What happens after the fight for you? For me, you know, I'm just the double world champ. I'm considering going down to New Orleans to the heavyweight fight and challenging Otto Adams for the heavyweight belt. I would relinquish uh, one of the titles in order to to fight for and be the first triple world champ ever. And so that's my my kind of my plan. But other than that, I mean, I'm just the cream of the crop. I'm the top of the pile. So it's up to them to try to scurry around and try to figure out what's next for me. I get my food brought to me. What kind of a spotlight do you want to shine on bare knuckle fighting? I mean, we see all the things in, in MMA and in boxing, but specifically about what you guys do there. What do you think makes what you guys do so special? Honestly, it's the hard work of the team and the work of David Feldman to continue to push and push this on the world and show them how amazing bare knuckle can be. Um, it's my job to be... Uh, like I said, what I want to show people, people won't see for years. They won't see till after I'm gone. They won't notice the mastery, how good I actually was until I'm done and long done. Does that bother you to feel like you won't be getting your flowers? I mean, you get your flowers. You just said your food gets brought to you. You're double champ. You're living that good life. But to really get the flowers you deserve for that work ethic, for what you bring to the table, does that bother you? 
I think that's just the nature of the world. I think that's just the nature of things. We don't appreciate it until it's gone or until it's over. So the well ran dry. And right now I'm doing things that have never been done and that will never be done again. And then later on down the line, when you get a few subpar fights or a few subpar parts, they'll be like, you remember the juggernaut? He was so good. He was so smart. He was so fast. But for right now, everybody's still in the, I don't really like him. I don't know. He's, he's mean. Oh, he should be nicer. He should be, you know, people, everybody has an opinion. They won't like me. But later, they'll love me. They'll come around. They'll come around. Well, Lorenzo, thank you so much for giving me some of your time. I know you're super busy. You are literally at a boxing event now. So I will let you get back to what you need to do. Best of luck, February 17th. It sounds like you don't need any luck. It sounds like you've got all of your stuff sorted out. So I cannot wait to watch. I'm a fan. Go get them. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, you can check us out. Uh, Go to my Instagram at the Juggernaut Hunt and you can see some crazy viral videos. Um, my website is www.juggernauthunt.com. I have a National Alliance to End Veteran Suicide Charity. Hello. You guys can see some of the school stuff I've been doing um, all around the country to help the veterans. And like I said, just keep up with me and tune in. Uh, the Bare Knuckle app is five bucks. It's five bucks a month and you will get high quality, high class pay-per-view fights all year long. So, hey, give me a shout. That was a cool conversation, but all of our conversations are cool. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the payroll. I believe it to sit down and have some time with a dude that's mentally preparing to get punched in the face and he's jovial and having a good time and he can differentiate when to be on and in the zone and when he is doing what he does to me is always an impressive feat. Like Lorenzo said in the interview, This is just him. This is who he is. So when he goes into combat, he knows he has to be a specific way. And when he's not in combat, he can be another way. And I love the duality of that. You know, if you've ever played a sport or, I don't know, you were competitive about something, there's a duality there. And I think that's incredibly cool to see. It's incredibly cool to hear because I was sitting on the back end watching this interview and you'll see this on our youtube channel soon he's an intimidating dude he has intimidating eyes very very scary when he got into what he's going to do to mike richmond so if you want to see the fight knuckle mania 3 is friday february 17th on fight tv while we're in the spirit of plugging things make sure you follow the boss on twitter and instagram at Rene paquette make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel So hit that subscribe button, smash the notification bell, as the kids say, rate and review this podcast, however you stream podcasts, or you can listen to us on AMP. Download the AMP app, search Renee Paquette's name, hit the follow button, and come kick it with us Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8.30 Eastern. You want to throw me a follow? Hey, I'll take it. At Emilio Sparks, E-M-I-L-I-O-S-P-A-R-K-S on Twitter and Instagram. If you're listening to this today, Thursday, have a good weekend. If you're listening to this whenever, I hope your day is great. And Renee, we'll see you next time right here on Les Sessions.